Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Quote the man. Fuck it, we'll do it live. We are live on Facebook here early on in the morning. And it is the Academy HMG, baby. We're back. Demetrius Zerdos saying Shaw is my spirit animal because of all the Shaw memes now. Shaw, Ma- Shaw mania is blowing up. I love it. I am not alone in the Academy. I am joined by my man, the Professor Emeritus of Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, John Anorite. John, what is going on, brother? Oh, not much. Just having a good old morning, getting ready, uh, getting ready to have a, you know, along to a long day. The days have been long lately, it seems, but uh, it's been good, you know, getting stuff done, making things happen. So, you know, it's been a, it's been, a, it's been a good day. So we're gonna get started with Tarns of Star Trek, which I am a hundred percent for. So, me too. I am one hundred percent for Star Trek because, I mean, what. I, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say anything about about episode about episode two because you because you get mad at me whenever I say it. So, but well, fine. All, all I know it, is just this. say it. Just say it. Episode two was fire. Yeah, I agree. It was a great, great episode, yeah. and we're definitely and and we're gonna talk about that, you know, soon, soon enough. So I have to keep my tongue in check before I say anything because, my God, it was unbelievable. So. Yeah. So, so what else is going on, John? What else is going on, bud? Uh, honestly, not much right now for me. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm, uh, well, I, I'm trying to learn how to spell hypocrisy. Uh, <laughs> I maybe yeah. get it out to Twitter a little bit. We had a yeah, little... I yeah, we were kind of going over that. A little bit. Facebook, yeah. yeah, John, John, John is laying the virtual smackdown on people on Twitter <laughs> and loving it. Uh, uh yeah. Here no. here in wonderful upstate New York, we've gotten like a foot of fucking snow. Hmm. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm thinking about grilling this weekend because it was 82 yesterday. I might got so much heat with me right now, it's not even fun. I might send you a picture of my grill and me grilling yeah. meat later. I can picture of my grill too, it's covered in snow. <laughs> no uh, mine working. And also, too, with me. I also talked to you won't believe it though. I had a chance to speak with on the same day, on the same day, okay. I talked to Vince Russo. What? Yeah. Vince, he gave me his, uh, Vince called me. We talked a little bit, you know, because I'm a member of uh, Russo's uh, Patreon, okay. Brand Army. Everyone should be subscribed to Russo's Patreon because Russo has a lot of great things on there. So we were talking and stuff, and I told Vince, I was like, hey, Vince, I want to have a call from, you know, from the great Tony Schiavone. Because mm. I was, because I'm also a member of Tony's Patreon. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a low key Big Hog member. I've been, yeah, I remember there. I think for the last like three years, I think so. And um, 
So we're talking to Vince, like, oh, bro, tell Tony I said uh, hello. He Tony's the best, man. I love. And you know, he goes, well, I don't know, you know, Tony, you know, he, he you know, you know, you know, he he, may, he might not sell it because I've been I've been hard on AEW. I'm like, ah, that does is what it is. Yeah. So, but then I I talked to Tony and I'm talking to Tony. I'm like, you know, I'm telling him what's going on and. I told him how I, I went away. And Tony goes, oh, yeah, I, I know. I goes, I knew that. So you knew that? He goes, yeah, Demetri, I've been keeping up on you, man, ever since I mentioned Syracuse, you know. He goes, you gave me all that stuff. It was really nice, you know, and I just wanted to keep up on you and see what was going on. He goes, yeah, he goes, it's absolute BS. What happened? Yeah, it's crazy. Tony Schiavone was keeping up. And then <laughs> did you say, uh, did you ask about the show? And, and... I I did. I, I, I did tell him about the Star Trek podcast, but I'm not sure. Like, I, I like because he told me, he goes, listen, he goes, you got my number. He goes, shoot me a message whenever. I'm like, okay. You know, so, I, you know, maybe you know, I, I might. I mean, but right now, though, I asked him about what's going on at AW. He goes. He's busy. He's, he's busy there right now. And, like, you know, he's. He's you know, so busy they couldn't do an episode of What Happened When uh, this yeah. week. They had to do a pre. They had to release a couple of the Patreon shows. Yeah, no, he's, today I saw that. So yeah, no, he's no. They're going. They're going full bore there. I mean, mm-hmm. you're. I mean, you're producing three shows. No, mm-hmm. four shows. Yeah, two darks, Rampage, and uh, uh, the, yeah, and Dynamite. The, uh, and Dynamite. And so, it's it's also pay per view week. Yeah, so you got, I mean, there's there's a lot of show development and stuff, and you know, and Tony, man, I, I love Tony. He's such such he's such a nice guy. And mm. He's hilarious too. He's just he just comes out of left field with stuff. It's just funny. Mm. So you know, so he's really really great guy. So guys, listen, you know, not only not only subscribe to to, to you know, but but make sure you subscribe to to Russo's Patreon channel, Attitude, and you know what? Hey, listen. I'm gonna throw Tony a plug because Tony is a great guy. Subscribe to Tony Schiavone's podcast. I mean, he's to me when I was like getting into pod, listening to the wrestling podcast and stuff. It started off with Pritchard, but then I mean, I, I like Bruce Pritchard's format, but man, mm-hmm. when, when Schiavone came in with his, I'm sorry, I just I, I just love Tony because agree because Tony's just. Because Tony's Tony. Tony doesn't give a shit. Tony's going to yeah. say what he wants to say, you know, and that's why. So, but yeah, no. So, so, so that was that was one of my nights, you know. Yeah, that's a and that's a great I, night. Yeah, and I did tell Russo to come on the podcast. Russo was like, "Oh, bro, the only Star Trek I saw was like Wrath of Khan." I was like, "Bro, watch Wrath of Khan. We'll talk about Wrath of Khan." He goes, "Yeah, all right." It goes, I'll, "I'll try to find one, you know, at the, at the vintage store, you know." So. <laughs> So hopefully we'll see. You never know. We might get Vince Russo and Tony Schiavone here on the podcast. So. Hey, dude, I'd be so down for that. That'd be yeah. a, that'd I mean, be a shit ton of fun. You know, I mean, listen, I could tell Tony is like we did have Lance on, so yeah, like, you know, yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's more than welcome to promote whatever he wants to promote. Yeah, you know, his comic, his you know AEW, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm tell him like, you come on, we're not, we're not, we're not going to talk wrestling. We're going to talk yeah. Star Trek. You know, it's like yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're we're not gonna like get you on and then like guess like yes you like so how's it feel to be Tony Khan one Tony Khan's right hand man no yeah we're not. we're not we're gonna do any of that shit. no we're not we're not yeah. we're, we're not gonna do that we're gonna we're gonna talk about Star Trek and I always thought of this Tony loved First Contact Tony's a big mm-hmm. First Contact he, I know he liked First Contact so because because we, we remember we were talking about that so yeah which First First Contact was a 
was a great movie. He also liked uh, Insurrection, too. See? I yeah, had no problem with them. I had no yeah. problem with either one of those. You no, know? they're great movies. So, and actually, I, I kind of like Generations, too. So, mm -hmm. Which, you know? that's interesting you bring that up. Because that's maybe one of our news stories today. Really? Which uh, I'll go. Yeah, we'll go ahead and start with that. So I guess let's do that. Let's transition to the news because that's some exciting news that we might have on the show. Tony Schiavone and Vince Russo. Yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and blow our bosun's whistle right here. And John, just to say that is the shortest like <laughs> preamble we've ever had <laughs> to get to the news that's been in the history yeah. of, of the podcast yeah. yeah somebody might have to work today and have to do some other things yeah exactly yeah. So, yeah. so we gotta get saying. going here yeah we're, we're gonna get going but uh it's interesting to say the least that you mentioned that because star trek the next generation movie collection is coming in april in 4k Really? So, yeah. So, according to StarTrekMovie.com, our source for all Star Trek news, um, the cover is really cool. It's like kind of a, like a, like a, what you would see in a comic-inspired cover. It's got Picard in the middle, Data and Riker on each side. Okay. Um, and they're calling it the Next Generation 4 Movie Collection. Mm. And it will come um, in April, uh, on April 4th, just in time for First Contact Day. Nice. Um, but... The international releases have not been released by Paramount yet. Um, it's a 4K box set, but they also have remastered Blu-rays. Hmm. Um, it'll have, of course, Generations, First Contact, Insurrection, and Nemesis. Oh, God. Uh, to include Nemesis, too? Yeah. Well, it, you have to. It's uh, part of that. See, because remember, Generations was the, the, the bridge between, you know, yeah. the old uh, Star well, Trek and well, new Star hold Trek. Hold on, John. I'll say this. I bought the original like movie set. It didn't include Star Trek Five in it. It did one through four. Yeah, they kind of skipped five, but they also skipped six too, which you know. But right, you know, yeah. Like I don't think six is in a. Well, I mean, now I think you can get the all, all six. Yeah, right? I think that was one of our. Six. I think that was in our 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 stories, like when they released the uh, the everything in it. But here's mm -hmm. here's what they have. For bonus content, right? Because you're getting um, in the 4K Ultra HD with the bonus Blu-ray, mm -hmm. all that stuff. But here are the bonus content. So for Generations, you got commentary by director David Carson and Manny Cotto. You got commentary by Brandon Braga and Ronald D. Moore. Mm. Text commentary by Michael and Denise Akuda. Mm. Uh, you got a library computer. You've got uh, production showing Unit 2 Legends. Stellar Cartography, Creating the Illusion, Strange New Worlds, The Valley of Fire, and mm. Scoring Star Trek. For visual effects, you've got Inside ILM, Models and Miniatures. You've got Crashing the Enterprise. So that'll be, that should be fun. You have a scene de deconstruction with the main title sequence, the Nexus Ribbon, the Saucer Crash sequence, and then the Star Trek Universe, a tribute to Matt Jeffries, who mm. the Jeffries tubes are named Jeffries, after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Enterprise Lineage. Captain Picard's family album, creating okay. 24th century weapons, okay. uh, next generation designer flashback, Andrew Probert, mm. uh, stellar cartography on Earth, Brett Spiner, Data and Beyond, part one, hmm. Trek Roundtable for Generations, uh, Starfleet Academy, SEC Brief 007, Trilithium. Then you have Deleted Siege, Archives, and Trailers. So that's just wow. All that's all for just generations. Holy cow. Right. So then for first contact, your bonus content, you've got 
commentary by Jonathan Frakes. Mm -hmm. You've got commentary by screenplay uh, screenplay writers Brandon Braggett and Ronald D. Moore. You've got commentary by Damon Lindelof and Anthony Pascal. I didn't know Damon Lindelof was involved with First Contact. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got text commentary by Michael and Denise Okuda. you got the library computer that has production again. Making First Contact as a, as a node. The art of First Contact. The story. The missile silo. The deflector dish from A to E. So they're going to show you probably the idea of the design wow. from, you know, NC... NCC 101A all the way to E, and that what that looks like. Then you have sink deconstruction with the Borg Queen assembly, what that looks like in real life compared to the what we saw on the screen. The escape pod launch and the Borg Queen's demise, which mm. that should be pretty cool. Yeah. Star Trek Universe, Jerry Goldsmith, a tribute, your favorite right there. Um, the man. Yeah. The, man. the legacy of Zephyr. Legacy of Zephyr Cochran. First, con first Contact, The Possibilities, Industrial Light and Magic, The Next Generation, Greetings from the International Space Station, Spaceship One's Historic Flight, Brett Spiner, Brett Spiner Data and Beyond Part 2, Trek Roundtable, First Contact, Starfleet Academy, SCI, SEC Brief 008, Temporal Vortex, The Borg Collective, Unimatrix 1, The Queen, Design matrix, then there's archives and trailers. That's all for first contact. Jeez, yeah. my god, yeah. John, this is so probably it's probably something similar for insurrection, then as well, correct? Right, so like insurrection, you got commentary by Jonathan Frakes and Mina Serdis. Uh, you only that's the only commentary you have. You have text commentary from Michael and Denise Okuda, and then production wise, you have stuff about the village locations, the art of it. The Anatomy of a Stunt, which should be interesting. Uh, the story, Making Insurrection Director's Notebook. Uh, then you have the Star Trek Universe section. You have uh, Westmore's Aliens, Westmore's Legacy, Star Trek's Beautiful Alien Women. Yeah. So Mina Sirtis, uh, The Counselor is in, Brett Spiner, Data and Beyond, Part 3, a roundtable on insurrection, and then a brief on the Baku and Sona Conflict. And then the illusions, like creating some of that stuff, the deleted scenes and advertising, and then then we come to Nemesis. Actually, so, hold on. Speaking of alien woman, give yeah. me a couple Andorians and a couple. She's uh, um, oh my god, I totally forgot. Orion? No, not no no not no no trills. Give me give me a couple trills. Okay. okay. Give me give me give me a couple Andorians. Yeah, yeah, and we'll throw a couple of Ryans because we can't okay. discriminate. Okay. All right. Well, so it's the, out, baby. Yeah. So for the, the uh, Nemesis commentary again by director Stuart Baird and Rick Berman, the producer, you got commentary Michael and Denise Okuda who do not only voice commentary but text commentary. And then, again, you've got all kinds of stuff in here about the making of the movie. You have the universe stuff where they talk about the Enterprise-E and break it down. Star Trek's Family Final Journey, uh, Today's Tech, Tomorrow's Data, Reunion with the Rikers, Robot Hall of Fame. And, you know, so there's a lot of stuff in here. Uh, they have stuff on the Romulan Empire, the lore, and everything along those lines as well. So uh, there's a lot here. So There's a lot there, man. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's all the bonuses. So the, they're available for pre-order right now. On um, 
on Amazon. So uh, it's definitely something that if you want to check out, you can go get. Um, let's see. what is it? it says it right here. Star Trek. $77.99 on Amazon right now for the one version I'm looking at uh, with the has all four hmm. uh, on there. So that is kind of what, because they don't, they don't really, they, they don't really list a, a price in the article, but when you go to, um, when you go to uh, the link they have here showing that, that it's seven ninety nine seventy seven ninety nine for all four. So triple D is this, Something that you want as part of your collection, probably. Hmm. I mean, it, it would it would look it would look good next to my um, original series one. So, yeah, figured you don't want. I mean, and you got to think about it too. It's like seventy eight dollars for for all that. I mean, that's that's not bad, you know, mm-hmm. considering all the extras that you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, so I said, why not? Yeah, yeah screw it. I agree. It's just yeah. money, right? Just money. It's just money. Well, listen, you can always make more money. You can't make up time. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. There is a, because we, we did the news last week. So, that's the one thing about doing a weekly show is a lot of the news coming out is right now, of course, about Star Trek Picard. Exactly. Yeah. And it's coming out. Uh, you can, according as of February 23rd, for one week on. YouTube, you can watch the season three premiere for free in the United oh. States. Um, so if you go to the Paramount Plus um, YouTube channel, you can go watch Picard uh, episode one for free. Yeah, I, re- I recommend that everybody does it because it was it was great. It really was awesome, absolutely yes. awesome. So in season three, uh, just real quick, season three of Picard is a hundred percent certified fresh with. Uh, with uh, rotten tomatoes, so it is considered wow. 100% fresh. So that's, that's that. crazy because usually you don't get a lot of 100% from rotten tomatoes, no, exactly. And especially with uh, TV shows and Star Trek in general, um, yeah, because because there's always because there's always naysayers and detractors. Mm-hmm. So for even the naysayers and detractors to be like, you know what, it's pretty good, yeah, and it, it's. You know, uh, there's there's stuff about the comics. Just you know, just you, they're talking about the newest release that came out on the 22nd, uh, which was Strange New Worlds episode three, the mm-hmm. Illyrian Enigma. Th- there isn't much, but one thing that is here that we probably need to talk about uh, is Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Um, yes. It has been nominated for two Critics' Choice Super Awards. Really? Uh, so the CCA announces their nominees for the third annual Critics' Choice Super Awards which features their long-running Critics' Choice Awards. Super Awards honors the most popular fan-obsessed genres across both television and movies. Oh, wow. Which includes sci-fi. This year's Strange New Worlds was nominated for Best Science Fiction Fantasy Series. It's going against, up against Andor, For All Mankind, House of the Dragon, The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and Stranger Things. So, Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so John, so... Here's here's what's gonna happen. The the two like the real sci-fi show, Strange New Worlds, is, is gonna get screwed over because because they're all stranger things, stranger things, rah, 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 because there's there's probably there's probably some like I don't know, there's probably some like 
underlining thing in strange in, in stranger things to like undermine everything and fucking that's good in society or something. So they'll mm-hmm. probably win. Who knows? And and Strange New Worlds or Andor will get screwed over, so it is what it is. Well, I hope not. I hope not, but that's that's just a cynic in me. Right. You know. But I mean, best science fiction fantasy series. Um, I mean, that's pretty good company to be up with. No, it's you know, it's, I think it's great. It's great company. Yeah. But also, so let's say they don't win best science fiction fantasy series. We can hang our hat on the fact that Strange New Worlds has also been recognized as Anton Mount is nominated for best actor in a science fiction fantasy series for TV or movie. He needs to win that. Uh, for his fantasy series or TV movie. Uh, here's he, who he's up against, though. Uh, Chitwell Ejiofor, the man who fell to Earth, who played uh, Baron... Um, uh, the, you, you best know him as uh, Mordru in Doctor Strange. Okay. You know, uh, and then Samuel L. Jackson, The Last Days of Polypne Gray, uh, Diego Luna as Andor, Adam Scott in Severance, and Matt Smith in House of Dragons. So, I mean, those are some pretty good actors, right? In there. Listen, I know. I mean, they're great actors, but I'm sorry. What Anson Mountain did as Captain Pike, he is Captain Pike. Mm-hmm. You look at Anson Mount, and it's like, this part was this this the casting was perfect yeah absolutely perfect the way he plays it out as the captain everything I, he does a great job no i yeah. i mean i don't get me wrong are we a little bit biased yeah we're a lot biased we were a lot biased yeah. um but we'll know march 16th because that's when they're going to be announcing the winners for this okay and this is an yeah. unprecedented for star trek because patrick stewart won for best actor for the first season of picard which really yeah he won this award. Um, and so in the first year, there were more categories. And the franchise picked up seven nominations, one of them being Patrick Stewart. Um, two nominations for the franchise in 2023 matches last year. So last year, Discovery was also nominated, but not winning for Best Series. And Sonika Martin-Green for Best Actress. Well, so I think, which I think we talked about that last year. Yeah, so. this is the series. And yeah. Episode, but Sonika Martin, I mean, no, I mean, she, she should have got some. She should have got a lot of love. The mm-hmm. way she played Burnham, because I mean, I, I thought she, for I said before, as we said, for the material that they were given, they did the best job that they could, and she did the best job that she could. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's interesting to see now ha- that we're well. Let's see. I guess Discovery is going into season five, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. really, we've had five years of Star Trek on TV now, and just some of the <laughs> awards that are coming to the, the series and the franchise um, for that, you know? So that's, that's uh, I'm, I'm finding it interesting that not only is it just you and I, fans, who are who, who love Star Trek from the beginning, but it's people outside of it yeah. who are starting to recognize the quality of, you know, television, pardon me, television that yeah. has been created by this, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, yeah. I think I find that very fascinating that, it's not just us in an echo chamber no. going, look how great Star Trek is. There's people outside of it. It's winning Critics' Choice Awards for those kind of things. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's very interesting to say the least. Um, I find it, you know, fascinating for that reason that we have that. Um, and uh, But here's the thing. Let's say, let's say you like Star Trek. 
right? We mm -hmm. like Star Trek. You want to watch some old Star Trek because you're not very familiar with it, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, Triple D, if you were going to find Star Trek, but you don't have Paramount Plus, where could you find Star Trek? Do you know? TTV. <laughs> so, okay. Some like <laughs> some a la like um, uh, uh, sh streaming channel. That's where I find it. But, I mean, you can find Trek, I think, on one of the big streaming platforms, I think you can find Trek. Ah, that's where we're going to go. Yeah. Pluto TV. Uh, okay. They are expanding again. They're offering with Star Trek. Uh, so, which Pluto TV is Paramount Global's free streaming service in the United States with dozens of live channels featuring a wide variety of Paramount and licensed programming. Mm. This includes two dedicated Star Trek channels. On March 1st, the service is adding all seven seasons of Star Trek Voyager, which will stream live on the More Star Trek channel. Wow. Pluto started in 2021 with just Star Trek The Next Generation, but added the original series in Deep Space Nine last November. So you can, you can start watching that on Pluto TV. Um, also, to date, the Star Trek shows have been available via live streaming. However, in March... Select seasons of Star Trek: The Original Series, Next Generation, and Voyager will also be available on demand. So it says, in addition to the classic Star Trek shows, Pluto TV will continue to offer samples of episodes of the new original Star Trek series on Paramount Plus, and then additional programming from Paramount Plus. So wow. Pluto TV is available on the web and via apps and smart TVs, and you can check it out. So uh, if you don't, you can't afford Paramount Plus, but you want to catch up in Star Trek or learn or see what the older stuff is about, hey, there you go. You there can you watch Pluto TV. Go to your smart mm -hmm. TV, download it, and watch it for free. Uh, it is live streaming, so you might come in in the middle of an episode, or um, but they're going to start having in March, which um, which is today, March 1st. March 1st. Uh, so very poignant and timely uh, yes, thing. So. If you want to, they're going to have some on-demand shows available um, on Pluto TV, which I find nice. fascinating. So, yeah, but, is, Triple D, awesome, I, I mean, you're—I'm sure you own every episode of every Star Trek, <laughs> uh, but uh, I—I I don't. But you know, I, I don't own it all because I because I, I'm on Paramount Plus. So if I want to watch the older Star Trek, I just I just put it on Paramount Plus. Right. Um, no, I mean, I mean, this I mean, this is really good for. Uh, for, for for Star Trek to be on Pluto TV because mm -hmm. now this gives everybody the opportunity to watch Star Trek, not just the people that are on Paramount Plus. And this will get new fans into you know into the uh into into the franchise, which is really good. You know, I mean it's not like you know it's no it's 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 really good. I like it and now people watch they'll watch the other Star Trek like you know what this is pretty good. You know, but I've been hearing about this new track. You know what? Mm -hmm. I think I'll I think I'll pluck down the nine ninety nine to Paramount Plus, and right. I'll watch it. And you could see some of the new track on Pluto. Exactly. So, really? Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You can watch some. Like they'll pull a few episodes or different things oh, and seasons okay. from the new track. So you might get an idea. Oh, this looks interesting. Maybe yeah. I'll do that. I'll find the oh, cheapest. Yeah. So that's that's a uh, that's a good thing. So, yeah, I, I personally think it's a good thing overall. You can never have too much Trek to no. have the opportunity to watch it. Maybe uh, buy, as we said, 
you could buy the the discs, but they'll eventually break. I mean, at some point, maybe you know. But it's 70, 78 bucks for the movies alone, right? And then you got to mm-hmm. think about all the different seasons, and each season call, probably costs you what a hundred bucks. Yeah, well, yeah. You look at any box set. Yeah, it's gonna be hundred bucks the box sets, right? And you got how many? You got how many like series? You got original series. You got next gen. You've got Voyager. You've got Deep Space Nine. And then the seasons. And, and it, yeah. Star Trek Enterprise. I mean, on that's that. like yeah, that, that's that's like five hundred dollars yeah. in DVDs right there. So it's a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, so right now, let's let's take for example, Lower Deck season three is available for pre order on on for DVD at Amazon. It's twenty two fourteen for just season three, right? What? So let's say yeah, because it's that's a pre order discount special, right? That's Holy on um, shoot, man. Yeah, but that's that's one season. So let's just say it's twenty five bucks a season, right? And Voyager went seven seasons. Uh, Deep Space Nine went seven, and Next Generation went six. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at 125, 150, right? No, no. 100, 150, 175, 175 for those three for those three franchises. Oh my right god! There, right? Yeah. And so, one having Paramount Plus or having Pluto saves that cost right there. Yeah. So you can watch those streaming, you know, when you need to or want to. Uh, versus, you know, paying all that up front. Yeah, you own them, but what happens when the disc breaks? <laughs> or you, you get something like that, you know? Or there's a scratch on, on the disc or something, you know? It's just... Right, right. Listen, you know? I, so, so I own all the James Bond movies on DVDs. Well, up to, I think up to like Spectre, I own them. Okay. I own all of them. It's not good for you. But here's the thing. What I did because I love the older ones, mm-hmm. I went on Sony PlayStation Network and I bought them all mm. digitally for like I think for all of them it was like twenty five dollars mm. for all the Bond movies, <laughs> including Casino Royale and Spectre. Right, because you're just paying for the ability to access them digitally. You're not paying for the hardware. That's it. You know, I I think my one year for Christmas or birthday, my parents got me the box set. That came with uh, Casino Royale, so okay. they had it had every movie plus. Oh, was Casino it Casino Royale? Was it was it the fiftieth anniversary special one? I think one. Well, yeah, it's, it's I got giant, that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a giant box set, and then it has Casino Royale, and then I just individually bought every movie after that, uh, so that I could keep having the full collection. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's one of those things for me where I'm going, okay, well, I, I want to maintain that. I like having the physical copies. And I'm very careful with them, and they have a place on my shelf. When top and on top of them to protect them is my, t- uh, my uh, no, not Timothy Dalton, um, Pierce Brosnan, uh, James Bond Funko Pop that mm. sits on top, and uh, you know they kind of protect them as he holds a, a weapon. So that's fun. But really, honestly, it's a for me like it's nice having that. But at the end of the day, too, would I want to just have it digitally so it's super easy? Yeah, I, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. But, you know, it's it's 
it is what it is, right? Yeah, now. that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I already I committed to the DVDs for that, and so that's where I'm going to focus my money. You know, I've got the DVDs focused on other things that I'm like, well, I'm going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. But if it's something new that I maybe want, like I don't own all the Marvel movies because I have I own some of them digitally, or because because like my mom maybe gets some movies and they come with the digital code mm-hmm. and she doesn't know how to use it and she lets me have them and so I own a few right. movies digitally because she buys them and then I'm like do you want this? She goes no you two can do whatever you want with it. Okay I don't know how you do that. I'm like okay great. So so, so funny thing is I have I have like a lot of box sets of like TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where they are. They're spread all over my house. <laughs> like I, I know I think I got the entire um um season of the, of the avengers when it was mm-hmm. uh when diana rig was miss emma peel I've okay got the, i've got the get smart one with mm-hmm. uh don adams mash knight rider which you push in like it does like little, oh it does, super like, cool um the bond the star trek i don't really know after that Oh my god, I gotta look through. I gotta see what I got. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. Yeah. Well, right. I mean like mash, I mean, I mean mash. Oh, Married with Children too. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, Married Children, yeah. Yeah. Mash is like Mash is oh, man, I hate to say this because there's just been so much, but it's easily one of one of the best TV shows ever produced. Yeah, no, it is really I will I mean it, it's like it's I I will sit down and watch a mash episode. And not turn it off, like yeah. I, like every time. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, or if I'm not super familiar with it, I will sit down and it's, watch a mesh. It's show. good. It's super good, especially it's, the later mesh. Like yeah. you know when when you got Hawkeye and um, and BJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for some reason, like Trapper was fine, but some reason Hawkeye and BJ's chemistry felt way better to me, yeah. more comfortable uh, than. Trapper and, and, and Hawkeye. Not that he was bad. And mm-hmm. like I did like and Colonel Potter coming in. I love Colonel Sherman Potter. Potter. Like that was so good. Like Henry Blake like was fine. But like the incompetency just it, it rubbed me wrong, you know, a little bit. And mm-hmm. then you have Sherman coming in and like just trying to be a hard ass, but at the same time he's adapting to what it is being a medical, yeah. you know, you know, a leader of a medical beaver corps. biscuits. Yeah, and, and just <laughs> You know, like, oh, the episode where he got his friend to come in all hot and, like, he was going to court-martial him and they pranked uh, everybody because they were just having these outrageous prank wars yeah. and Potter wanted him to stop. And he got his friend and they, like, faked a heart attack and, you know, because they poured a beer all over him. And, uh, <laughs> and, like, he, and, like, Sherman and this other guy were like, uh, we got you, we got you, we pranked you. Like, like that, to see him go from just being this hard-ass colonel and his friend being this hard ass colonel too. Now all of a sudden they're just laughing their asses off because they pranked them because yeah. they poured beer all over a superior officer. You know, because they were already getting court martialed anyway, so they're like, fuck it. Fuck you it. Know, you know. Do it up, why not? You know, and they just had an ass chewing and it yeah. And then they, they're telling stories of the pranks that they pulled. Man, such like such yeah. good storytelling, great, such great yeah. happy. It was really well, great. That and plus two for me, it's Cheers and Frasier, I can watch those two 
I, I can watch those two series over and over again. Cheers, cheers for me, but Frazier definitely. Yeah, Frazier. Yeah, I mean, especially later, as it got a little bit later into the the first. Yeah. See, like when Kelsey Grammer cut his hair and stopped having that weird mullet, and he's he, it just seemed to do. It, I don't know. Visually, it seemed to work better for me. Yeah. When he cut his well, hair. Well, I mean, here's the thing: it doesn't matter. Kelsey Gray, Kelsey Grammer is just he's just a great actor, and he can, yeah. he can do anything. So. Yeah. There's evidence in, in the new movie that he's in where he plays uh, Chuck Smith. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they did the whole thing where, you know. Jesus where, Revolution, like, right? Jesus yeah. Revolution, yeah. Which which one of the guys there played Jesus in The Chosen, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. which which that's, 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 that's another great series yeah. to watch, The Chosen, because it's, it, it's, it doesn't, it tells, it tells a story, but it doesn't, not, like, it doesn't, like, like just like slam it down your throat mm. it tells it it tells it in a way that's number one that's that's really entertaining and actually there's some really funny moments in there it's like really right. it's really good so yeah yeah so 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 guys check it out <laughs> yeah no I, I mean i've heard lots of good things about the chosen I, you're yeah. not the first person to tell me so um well our last story before we move forward though um we've talked about all these great things about paramount but I do have a kind of, I mean, it's a kind of a bummer story to end on, but it's an important story because this just came out today. Uh, the future of Star Trek TV remains unclear as Paramount announces streaming spending cuts. What? And, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I, are they really thinking about considering cutting Star Trek? Um, no. Well, but they're they're just Paramount announces they were the future of Star Trek. Remains because Paramount is announcing streaming spending cuts, not for Star Trek, but overall in general with everything. Because oh. you know, last year there, you know, thirteen months ago, Paramount made the big announcement that twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, which included additional seasons for all five Star Trek shows, and the announcement for twenty twenty three Star Trek TV schedule also include news on the future of current series, along with the possibility of new Trek shows, mm-hmm. and. And so basically what is happening is um, that uh, they want to do more, but Paramount in itself is pivoting to find ways to find a profit. Hence the idea with, you know, partnering with Showtime, right? There was that merger they were talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Wall Street is now pressuring media companies to actually make a profit from their subscription services. And so that's why we've we've been seeing things uh, has shows been canceled from like Warner Brothers Discovery, HBO Max, Disney. They're they're cutting shows for that reason, you know, and they want to find a path of profitability. So uh, that even includes uh, the lion's share of the investment for Paramount right now has been steered towards the growing universe of the Yellowstone producer Taylor Sheridan. You know, because he has a ton of shows which people are watching, and which includes the Yellowstone spinoffs, plus Tulsa Kings. Mm-hmm. So he, he's writing good stuff that everybody wants to see. And so, yeah, question, but yeah, but isn't the thing if you, if you produce good shows, you get more money in so subscription dollars. So that's right. I use right. money plus two that with advertising as well. So. Right, and, and the... we're not saying that Star Trek isn't going to be that, but it may be that we might we might just continue the shows we have, like 
you know, Picard might not get a spinoff or, you know, we know this is the last season, but there might, might not be spinoffs. The Section 31 show may not be developed oh, right away. We man. might just stick with the shows because, hey, let's let's be honest, though. Super Bowl, we talked about this last week. The Super Bowl ad for Paramount Plus featured Anson Mount and Tawny Newsom's uh, Mariner uh, on yeah. Lower Decks with Sylvester Stallone. So these are just some some things that we see that Star Trek still is heavily favored yeah. in, in the Paramount Plus universe. We know that Lower Decks Season 5 is probably in our future, uh, but it, it's not a 100% given, but that's an easy show to make. We know it, it, it's one of those things where could could season five or six of Discovery wrap up the series and lead to an Academy spinoff series where they're focusing on the Starfleet Academy show that they've kind of been talking about for years. Um, and it's the Dis- Discovery Academy series in the future. Could that be the case? Um, the Section 31, li- Section 31 is, you know, still in there because... Uh, we we know that Michelle Yeoh's you know profiles increased, and yeah, that she time. does she does want to continue that, but it's more about availability. Uh, so there's talk of maybe a spinoff, but that's the least likely of things that could happen. Okay. Uh, is the spins off spinoff from you know Picard? So like the Star Trek Legacy show where we see that kind of thing, um, where there's talk of maybe it's a spinoff series where Jerry Ryan is the captain of the Titan, you know, and so I'd watch that, you know, it'd be interesting to see something like that. Um, or maybe even the star Trek Janeway spinoff series, mm, okay. Um, okay. You know, based no, off the talking. prodigy things. Um, no, but prodigy season three is in question for sure. Oh, wow. Um, but because it's, it's, well, it's the good thing about it. It is it's expensive for an animated show, but it's carried by Nickelodeon and Paramount, which helps spread the cost. Yeah. Um uh it has a good chance, but it's gonna be one of those ones where they they have to launch the second half of the season to see if they're gonna do that. So these are just some of the speculations and things that we're waiting on hearing with all this cost cutting that's coming across the board mm-hmm. from all these streaming services. But like you know, Warner Brothers has cut a lot of stuff. Disney has caught a lot of stuff. So has uh, HBO Max. So we see a lot of shows going away this year. Um, and so that you have to, because Wall Street is hitting these companies for, hey, you need to make a profit. So with that said, the question becomes now, okay, with Star Trek, where do we put our money? What is our focus? And I mean, honestly, you know, with, with what you have, I feel like if it were me, if we have to cut back on our shows, Star Trek wise, you know, keep Strange New Worlds, keep Lower Decks. Do I bring in Section 31? That's probably the most likely bet. Mm-hmm. I probably spend my money there. And I have those three as my tentpole shows. Wow. So you With would. A- with a possibility of maybe doing a spinoff like Star Trek Legacy with Jerry Ryan as the you know captain of the Titan, something like that. with that kind of being in development in the wings of okay, we're making some money, let's bring the show in. You know, that's, so no Discovery then. I would say Discovery wraps because if they're putting most of their money into that Western theme with Kevin Costner and Yellowstone and Taylor Sheridan's universe and Tulsa King, so here's the think about this: 
in Taylor Sheridan's universe, Sylvester Stallone is in the lives in the same time as Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. So and, basically, Tulsa King and Yellowstone can could cross over. Cross over. Okay. I mean, think. I mean, do you? I mean, if if we're going that route, if the, yeah. if if, if the, we're saying this is all the shared in universe, in theory, they could cross over. Yeah, they, they could. right. We're already going to see lower decks and Strange New Worlds crossing over this year mm-hmm. in the Strange New Worlds episode. So you know, I mean, the, and those those are probably the two highest rated Star Treks that are on the table right mm-hmm. now. You know, awards wise, critic wise, and I'm sure people watching wise, those are your top two. They've got to be. They've got to be. And yeah. so put your money into that. Maybe bring in Michelle Yeoh, who's made a huge name for herself. Yeah, bring in Section 31. Bring in her Section can, 31. And, yeah, and you can intersect Section 31 in Strange New Worlds and in Lower Decks as well because. Yeah. You've got a dark, seedy Star Trek with Section 31. You've got that bright, Nostalgia of Strange New Worlds, and then you've got the the humor of oh, Lower Decks. Yep. Yeah, you know, and you cover just about every genre. And then if you want to be ambitious, if those three start bringing you money, hey, let's do Legacy where we bring Jerry Ryan in. Yeah, yeah. let's let and make her the captain of the Titan or whatever ship. You know, maybe the Titan gets destroyed because I wouldn't be upset with that if it gets destroyed. It's fine. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Whoa, hot take. Because hot I know design. because I know the Enterprise F is out there, Triple yeah, D. I know. I know the Enterprise F is out there. Okay. It is out there, but it's about to be isn't it isn't it isn't it decommissioned though in this in this series? Or no? Uh I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. The That's... E is for sure. Yeah, the E, yeah, the E, yeah, yeah. the E's the E is for sure. They should they should they should steal the Enterprise E. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> just steal the Enterprise E again. Just, just do it. Just do it. Just steal the E. John, you would literally, you would mark out so hard. I would hear your, I, I would, I would hear your scream here in New York. Uh, did you not hear my scream from episode two? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Literally, when that happened, I was like, and John is fucking losing it in Texas right now. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh. So. Wait yeah. a minute! Wait a minute! That's that's only four f bombs so far in this show, from me. <laughs> hey, you're doing fine. I mean, I you started you started off out the gate with one, so I mean. Well, yeah, because you know, because I was pumped up because we yeah. never really recorded this this early, so <laughs> you know, had to bring the fire, had to bring right. the energy. You got to jumpstart that. So, well, speaking of that, then of my yell from what happened in episode two, why don't we go ahead and then and transition to our talk for our main point today, which is Picard episode two. So let's let's blow the black alert right here. And we will talk Picard season three, episode two. Um, and so it is uh I mean again, you, we ended the last episode with the 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 terrorist attack with the portal. Essentially teleporting a whole building on top of an, you know, from one section and moving into another section of the city and dumping in all kinds of people. Rafi, we find out, is working Starfleet intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven of nine or Annika uh, Hansen is first officer on the Titan A. Beverly is out in the middle of nowhere being hunted mm-hmm. uh, by we don't know who. 
And we also see that Picard, she gets a message to Picard in an old Enterprise D badge that Riker had to help him figure out the code. And then they had to try to figure out how to commandeer and ship. We meet mm-hmm. Captain Shaw of the Titan, who turns out to be a huge, huge, um, what's the best word I can use? Um, dick. Yeah, um, that's why he's my spirit animal. <laughs> he's your spirit animal. Um, you know, so, and he find, he's like, oh, well, you know, I don't like you because I had to clear all this jazz from my, you know. <laughs> From the library, you know, we he's very he's very much about order and discipline and you know train on the track, right ship kind of thing. Yeah. So, and we find out that Riker hasn't been captain of the Titan for over five years now, because he says for the last five years I've been working on you know running the ship on the train and all that fun stuff uh, earlier in the night. So um, so we start. I mean, where where do you want to talk about? Where do you want to start with this episode, Triple D? Oh boy, uh, let's. First of all, let's 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 start off with where where it ended. We're okay. basically, you know, Picard, Riker, and Jack Crusher, and Beverly are like at the hands of this like this ship that's like it looks like the Narada has the firepower. Yeah, come to find out it has the firepower of of the Narada to destroy it. <laughs> well, but like it has like non-approved like you know like like some serious serious stuff on there like you know dangerous weapons yeah um so yeah and guess who comes to the rescue of picard and everybody the titan a yes annika convinces captain shaw that they're in there and convinces them to save the Admiral and Captain Riker, which he did very begrudgingly, but right, you come to find out, you know that the t- that this the the captain of the ship is what was her name again? Um, do, 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 do. I have to, okay, I'm gonna have to look it up. Cause... Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I the only thing I know is. She, the Shrike. That, the name of the, the ship is the Shrike. The Shrike. And okay. It looks like a Narada meets a Ferengi yes. um, cruiser. Yes. So, you know. Um, doo, 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 doo. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to see where. Oh, uh, Vatic. Vatic. Yes, I'll say Vat. So, yeah. so, so there's Bounty Hunter named Vatic, who is played by Christopher Plummer's daughter, Amanda Plummer, which right. is. That was a shock, which is crazy because we all know Christopher Plummer from Star Trek VI who played Chang. Cry havoc! Cry havoc! I give real money if he'd shut up. Yeah, that's the line. I, I love that. And then, then Kirk almost like fire. That's that's actually that's one of Steve Richards' favorite moments in Star Trek too. Oh, I love it. It's I great. love that. It sends goosebumps down my. It sends. I get goosebumps whenever I hear that. So. So, so Vatic is basically telling Shaw. Vatic knows everything about Shaw, about Picard, about Riker, about everybody. You know, she's done her homework because they, because I was like, we Picard's like, we need to establish, you know, you know, communication for this for diplomacy. Instead of just going guns a blazing, because when they do when they do a scan of the ship, they see all the weapons that the Shrek has on, and they're like, holy cow. This ship could blow us out of the water, and you know, and we're a 
And we're like a new old Constitution class starship from Starfleet, which is crazy. So, and then, you know, Vatic wants Jack Crusher because I guess Jack's done some Jack's done some stuff that's been against the law, and, you know, she wants to collect the money on the bounty. So she gives Shaw and the Titan one hour to deliver him, mm-hmm. or she's going to blow the Titan out, out of the water. Which then she then displays. These are all the things that I can do. Yeah. Because and then she takes the ship that the Titan has. Which, by the way, what a badass move the Titan did. They ran in and just basically ran into the tractor beam. Yeah. And cut that off from the Mariposa, which is the ship that Picard and them are on. Uh, which, by the way, that was a badass move. Picard. They're talking about what they need to do. Picard just walking around. You know, he's just doing stuff. Yeah. And, sure. And they see that they tried to beat him, Jack off. Oof, that phrasing was wrong. <laughs> beam him off? No, they tried. They tried to beam Jack off the ship. I didn't. I didn't I beam Jack off. <laughs> they tried to beam him off the ship, and so we found out that Picard had put in transporter inhibitors yeah. to keep that from happening. And they begin to start to realize that Jack is more than what he seems, in the sense of you know. He talks about you know being a smuggler and supposedly bringing you know weapons and other things in because we saw that a flashback of him earlier and mm-hmm. trying to do those things. And then uh, when the Titan comes in, they can't get a lock, so Picard just takes his phaser and just shoots all the inhibitors. Uh, but such a cool move! I will get that. It looked cool. Key man just came right between yeah. them, cut off the, the thing. But then the Shrike takes the tractor beam. And uses it to throw it at the Titan. Yeah, you know, like That's they don't a... give them they don't give them a warning shot. No, just from any of their weapons, they just say, "Hey, this piece of crap ship here that was about to be destroyed anyway, we're gonna throw it at you as a warning." You know, and then like so, then they have to make evasive maneuvers, and of course, the blunt force stronger thing caused Deck Eleven to have a hole in it. I mean, dude, that was such a cool moment right there. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was that was a total flex move on them. They're like, "Oh, I guess what? we have all these weapons that we can blow you out of the water." But no, but we're just going to take this ship, and we're just going to beat you with 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 your own ship. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, you know. So, 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 uh, so obviously, Shaw, who's about order and not taking risks. Okay, he's he's crapping bricks. Okay, yeah. Like, oh my god, I what got four hundred. I got 500. 400 people on this ship. Huh? 500. I got 500 people on this ship I need to look after. I got this crazy bounty hunter like that can fling a ship at me. And I've got Picard and Riker here who are just insane, who are going to cause me to die. You know, it's like... <laughs> and I got this guy, Jack Crusher. Obviously, Shaw's like, yeah, we're going to give him Crusher and we're getting the hell out of here. Yeah. You know, but... You know, Picard, you know... You know, knows how to get he his way and yeah. convince people. So he, so he says, "Listen, let me talk to him." You know, yeah. he goes down. And he talks to Jack, and he tries to get Jack to see what's going on. And you know, and Jack's just being defiant and stubborn. Remind me of somebody. Did he remind you of somebody, John? Hmm. Defiant, stubborn. You know, not willing to bend, stuck in their ways. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... 
Thank you, Brittany. Yeah. I'm aware. Uh, no, no, yeah, so... no, yeah. I mean, it, you know, doing the things his own way. Yeah. No, I can't put it, my finger on it. I mean, right. it, it might come to me later on. Right. And then it took Riker going to get Beverly and waking her up because she was mostly healed. But the doctor's like, no, wake her up. And he's like, no, we need to. We need to wake her up. We need to get her. We need to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And all she does is give him a look. And yeah. then we had a big reveal that Jack Crusher is Picard's son. Picard's son. Yes, there we go. Um, so uh, we see and, that. And uh, so, so when they realize that Shaw realized that Shaw's like, shit, son of a he's bitch. Like, yeah, he's like, you know what, man? Screw it. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah, right. Shaw, you get to train off the tracks, baby. Yeah, and Vatic is like, oh yeah, like. Like that, oh, that crazy just sound crazy, and, and yeah. look. But we found yeah. out also, too, that Jack was being hunted um, specifically and that it was multiple, like it was a Klingons, it was Andorian, it was like all these yeah. different races. Orion, like it's it's a, the, the, there is a bounty on they his They all head. wanted him dead. Yeah. Well, no, not they didn't want him dead. They were trying to, you know, they were trying to capture him. If they wanted him dead, they could have blown up the ship, yeah. right? You know, they were trying to get him, which obviously implies that somebody wants Picard's attention, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've seen that before. Um, Star Trek Three, right? You got Kirk's attention when you realize that you kidnapped his son. Yeah. You know, so it, it's like, okay, well, you have my attention now. Who knows that? Who knows that Jack Crusher is? Picard's son. Well, other Beverly, than Beverly. Did, other than Beverly, but how did that get out? Like that's yeah, the whole, how how, how did it get out? And and as we know, something happened because Beverly said trust no one, and then of course knowing that, and he says that, and Jack is like, well, then you bloody told everyone. Now look, yeah, you, you, brought, told you, brought, you brought Starfleet, and so um, so so seriously. So once again, is Starfleet going to be the villains of 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 Picard again? I mean, I don't think seriously. so. Okay, no, well, geez, I don't because so. because I'm I'm getting kind of sick and tired of that old trope in Picard, where in Picard and sometimes in Discovery that Starfleet's the enemy, Starfleet is bad. You right, know, but remember, like, remember though, we know who some of the bad guys are: Lore and Moriarty. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you know, one is a hologram, and one is a essentially an, an android. Android, yeah. So obviously, those two maybe. Uh, propagated the the stolen stolen weapons tech from the Daystrom Institute outpost. You know, I would be surprised, right? You know, so and then so they they could access computer, di- you know, data. They could access all that kind of stuff. Lore could plug in and hack anything, really. Yeah. Star Trek related, so or, or Starfleet related. So therefore, he could find out about Jack. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think to me. This just goes to show that you know this is a deeper story than we're than we're getting. Yeah. But but let's not forget this. Let's not forget this part because we have to talk about my favorite part of this whole episode. Um, we have to talk about Rafi and her part. Yeah, obviously, right? yeah. I mean, this right? is one of my favorite parts of the episode too. Yeah. And so Rafi is just upset about the whole terrorist organization mm-hmm. uh, because I think we we dealt with the Picard part. You know. With, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We. You know the reveal of Jack Crusher mm-hmm. being, which is to me that was a big reveal, but not the reveal I really no. wanted, which I got. Which yeah. we were like, okay. So Rafi is upset with her handler, and there, and she wants to go see this 
Ferengi named Sneed, who is because she has an in with because of her husband, who's like an information dealer or broker. He he brings stuff, and he obviously it's already all of a sudden being said that this Romulan separatist or whatever is has stolen the data. Like I knew like, it was the Romulans, but but uh, oh, yeah, but yeah, you know, but so we see that, and she's like, what? Like how? I don't. What is going on? And so Rafi, in turn, goes, "I don't like this." And so she's telling, "I'm going to go talk to Steve." And her handler through the computer says, "Do not engage. Disengage. Disengage specifically, which is the name, which is which is the name of this episode." Yeah, disengage. Disengage. Right. So Rafi basically ignores that. She goes to wherever her husband has his place. Talks to him, says, I need to talk to Sneed. She works her way out, explains that, you know, she's clean. She's working for Starfleet Intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. She does all those things. And then she makes her way. Um, her husband makes an introduction. And she goes through this whole bit. Uh, she ends up having to take the drug to prove she's not Starfleet. Yeah, which, that's crazy. you know, is, is bad. And she's holding it off. But we see in that reveal that Sneed, uh, Sneed reveals that He's already killed the guy who supposedly yeah. the terrorist. So he had he his has head his, right there. He had his head. So it's like, I know you're not working for him because here's his head right here. And you're just like, oh shit. Oh boy. <laughs> now Rafi is surrounded by Schneed and like four other guys. And then all of a sudden, and, and this is where at first I got a little bit thought it was um oh, I always say his name wrong, the Romulan um from season two. Um, oh, um, I always call it Elrond, and it's not it. Uh, uh, that oh. you know, you know who I'm talking about, that yeah, right? I thought maybe Elnor, Elnor, I thought because it was a sword, yeah, that's what I thought one, so too. I thought it was El, 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 Elnor too. I thought it maybe was Elnor because of the sword that comes through, but then you see the shadowy figure come in and just wreck shop on everybody, yeah. He, Decapitate, yeah, decapitate Sneed and then grabs Rafi and it's Worf. It's Worf. We're like, yes! yes! What a way to come in! Oh my god! Yes! Like, and looking as badass as ever, the white hair, pulled yeah. back, goatee, and he says, I told you to disengage. You know? And like, you. so Worf has been Rafi's handler this whole time, which makes cool. sense. Which Crazy. makes sense that Worf would be in Starfleet Intelligence. Yeah. You know, after DS9 and everything along those lines, it would make sense that he would be there. And it was like, oh, yes. And yeah. which we find out later, Worf is a pacifist. I'm like, how is that pacifism? Like, how is cutting off people's heads, you know, to save your, 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 uh, they're not suffering. No, true. But a pacifist doesn't hurt people. A pacifist. Spock was a pacifist too. Was he? Yeah, but Wolfens I mean, are pacifists, right? But you know they don't kill. I mean, Worf straight up murdered those dudes. Like, you don't think that he hasn't been in that? He hasn't been in command where Kirk is told to kill when they kill Chang and they've killed other villains in the Star mm-hmm. Trek movies. See, but like, I guess that's where the definition of pacifist i don't know anymore but still still it was a badass way to introduce it was an absolute and like, badass way the only the only way you could have introduced wharf which was amazing grabbing rafi and telling her i told you not to to i told you to disengage mm-hmm. you know um 
it was just the coolest moment ever. I think, you know, what a way to introduce, you know, another character. Yeah. Like, awesome, awesome job. Um, I, I gotta say this though. If those henchmen were blue barrels, I don't think it would have ended up as good for Worf as I thought it would be. <laughs> right. I mean, the blue barrels. Everybody needs to learn to hire blue barrels when Worf is around. It's just, you, know? you have blue barrels around, you're good. You, you, you negated Worf. Yeah. Though I, you know. so, so the funniest meme is, isn't that a Deep Space Nine where Worf gets kidnapped by the, um, the changelings and he's forced mm-hmm. to fight. And you know, Martok's there in the meme, and he's like, Your next opponent's a worthy opponent, Warf. Warf goes, Who is that opponent? And it's the blue barrel. And then yeah. it goes, produced by Rick Berman. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why I just die laughing at that. I just saw that hilarious. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, it was just, you know, uh, it, 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 to me, like, I just, oh man, I, I'm, I was so excited for it. Yeah. I was happy. It made me excited. And, you know, yeah. I thought it was very well done. Um, done because we're, we're, we're starting to slowly bring the team together. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we're coming from different directions, but we're bringing the team together. So that that is exciting for me to see. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was. I knew when I saw it, and I was like, holy cow. I could tell it was Worf when they started playing the Klingon theme from Morgan's yeah. picture. I was like, because they started, even before you saw Worf's face, you heard the music. I was like, it's Worf. And yeah. it was, it was, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. Was the like, music John, was a giveaway. Yeah. yeah. I was like, John is going to shit his pants when he sees it. I was so like, I, me yeah. and Jacob both were, were like, yes. You guys like, popped. Oh, dude. It was like, it was like a whole good pop. In Ragnarok, we're like, yeah, we know him. It's a friend from Mark. Yes. Like, yeah. we were so excited. It was great. You know, I mean, really just an excellent reveal of, a, of another character. It worked out very well. You know, I mean, we had we know that obviously Jordy's going to be involved because his, one of his daughters is on mm-hmm. the ship, uh, the Titan A. Um, so we know that eventually he'll be involved. Yep. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see. We know at some point, you know, Mina Sirtis is going to be involved because, you know, yeah. Troy's going to be there because, you know, why not? You Troy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, why not? You know, so you got to get the band back together for one more, one more run. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting those pieces together. We're building everything together. We're making our way to solve this big problem. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think it's, it's, it's right now, like that first episode of last season was great. You know, really got me on board. Two was not bad, and then it started to go for a lull. I just hope they continue this momentum going forward. And the way they have told the story so far, I'm intrigued, and I feel like the momentum is still going. Yeah, I, I think they're on a winning path here because this mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of what you would read like in a Star Trek novel. Mm. And the novels are always good. So because you have the novel writers writing – the series, you know, mm-hmm. Kristen Bear, she's one of the she's one of the head, she's one of the heads there, and she's doing a lot of that. So right. it's only gonna get better because you gotta build up to it. I mean, they this is this is this is this this is just the appetizer. Right. And then we got the salads, and then we got the main events. Yeah. Which which is gonna be 
probably the reveal of the villains and how they vanquish the villains. Right. Right. Which you know, you know, villains. Yeah, because I mean Moriarty and Lore are villains. You yeah. know, like I think Vatic is a a arm of them, but not is the main villain. You so know? you think so you so you think Moriarty and Lore are the villains? I think somehow they got together, realized that they had more in common together that with their hatred of the next generation, you mm-hmm. know, and and Starfleet. And so they are exactly well Lore because of just the way he is, but also now he knows Data is dead, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no matter what, when your sibling dies and someone was the cause of that, you're gonna you're gonna want revenge. You're gonna want to do something about it, yeah. you know. And then Moriarty, you know, I know that they kind of let him go and let him be his thing or whatever, but you know, it's kind of one of those things where like you knew at some point he was always gonna come back and bite him in the ass. He had that to. or that or maybe Moriarty or Laura are going to help them. Maybe that could be something. Maybe maybe they to understand Laura and where they're coming from. They have to go. They have to use Moriarty to help them figure it out. Yeah, yeah, that'd so, be an interesting twist. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So we we can't just say. And maybe the villain is someone that we don't expect who the villain is. True. You know it. You know, so I'm looking forward to that because mm-hmm. you know. And we've got eight more. We got seven more episodes of this, right? Because uh, yeah, it's ten episodes, right? I think it's oh, 10, 10 episodes. So we got right. So we, so we got eight more episodes, baby. Eight more episodes. Yeah. yeah so it's really going to weave a story that's going to be just unbelievable, and I think it's going to be a great send off mm-hmm. for the for for the next gen. Excuse me, for the next gen cast. So yeah. overall, on on the whole Meltzer scale, six star episode. I think so. It's like, I mean, I mean, like it's like Omega Okada too. Yeah, I mean, I you know, if 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 we're gonna, I'd say five phasers. You know, I mean, really five phasers. Five phasers. It was a five solid phasers. episode. Um, five phasers, man. I mean, uh, it was a five out of five on phasers. Uh, you know, just the the reveal of Worf, the reveal of Jack Crusher mm-hmm. being Picard's son. Um, uh, the segments, you know, having the Titan just the move maneuver it did to break up uh, the tractor beam of the Mariposa, just mm-hmm. some of the things we did. The man, like in a way, it was what it was amazing to watch Amanda Plummer kind of channel her dad as chain. Yeah, the way she sat in the chair, the yeah. way she spoke, the way she it was like she was channeling her dad as General Chang in that mm-hmm. moment without being General Chang. It was still her own thing. It's still there. Yeah. But you can get like if you know, like if you look back and know, like you and I knew that that's who that was. Mm-hmm. When you can look at it, you can see the subtleties of almost the nod to her dad. Yeah, in those moments of how she, you know, she portrayed the character, you know, and and also, also to them going into the nebula, they remind me of Rapid yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, let them come. Let, well, let them come find us, mm-hmm. you know, and and so I mean, I to me. There was just a lot of really good moments in here that made it worthwhile. I liked the flashback even where we saw Jack and you know him, you know, giving away weapons and how it started. You know, they went to uh, wherever they said that was the, mm-hmm. the planet, and they was he was bringing weapons and he was having the people come on board and he bribed them with weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the guy turns around and calls and says, "Hey, call Vatic, tell him I found whoever." Yeah, I found him, and mm-hmm. 
you know, so we know at that point the bounty had already been out. Yeah. And you know, here he is. Uh so mm-hmm. it, it was it's just, it's just interesting to say the least to see how that's done. And then so then now we have the story of like, okay, Beverly intimates that this is Picard's son. So what? Like when did that happen? What like what's going on there? Like I think it was DNA personally. You think it was just yeah. You think I think she killing? created him. She took she she took his she had eggs, and she took Picard's DNA or mm. I don't know how she got hold of Picard's sperm. Used to fertilize the eggs, and she did in vitro, and that's how she gave birth mm. to Jack. Hmm. Personally, that's what I think. Unless unless there's just one night stand that Crusher and Picard had, and ooh, what's that gonna do with with the whole marriage to Laris now? I mean, what? He's gonna be like, "Hey, Laris, guess what? I got a son." Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Big Daddy uh, all over again. Yeah, it's like, ooh, ooh, spicy. What's gonna happen now? You know, it's so. It's but just, were they were they getting married, or they were just going on vacation? Uh, ooh, Laris and Picard. Yeah, Laris they, and Picard got married at the at last season, the final episode. Did they? I don't remember that. They, yep, yep. They I got just married. thought they. I thought they just chose to be together. No, 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 no. They got. I think they got married, and then they were moving, and then they were going to move to wherever Laris was going to be. So, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a story to tell when he's like, ah, yeah, I got a son. Yeah, kind of like the end of Big Daddy. Where, yeah. Didn't you know, realize it. Yeah. Didn't know I had it. Kevin, yeah. D- Toronto, Joe Carter. You know. <laughs> Be like, he's going to go. He's going to go. Be- Beverly, I have a bit of issue with the wife now yeah. that I have a son. You didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. For 20 years. That's kind of messed up by Beverly not to tell him that he had a son. Yeah, for twenty years, like for twenty years. But, but like that was the whole bit. She said, like you know, uh, Breiker said in the first episode that you know what we don't know. Why did she stop talking? Yeah, you know, she 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 basically for twenty years just stayed away from everybody. You know, and he was just like, "What was going on?" And of course, Picard didn't know either. So I don't know. I don't know. It's We're interesting. Find to out. Way. Yeah, we are it's going to find out, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting, and I'll, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun, you know. Yeah, also, th- too, one one last thing to, to 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 basically sum it up. One thing they should have done when Worf cut off Steed's head, he should have grabbed the baseball and be like, "This is not yours." Oh yeah, right. Because it was Cisco's baseball in there, wasn't it? That was the Easter egg. Was it? It looked like Cisco's baseball in there. I didn't think it was his. Still, it doesn't. It could have been. It could have yeah. been. Yeah, that would have been good. Where he'd be like. This is not yours, it right? Takes a, you know. Yeah, I mean that would have been cool if it was. Yeah, you know. Been. So I mean, that would. Yeah, no, that would be very cool. Yeah, that. Yeah, that would. I got. I got. I think uh, was the screen junkies for that one because they do all the Easter eggs and stuff, right? And uh, they, and they did, and they actually talked about that where he's like, it would have been cool if Worf, you know. Would have done that, you know. So, <laughs> mm. yeah. that have been that have been very cool. Like, yeah, I just I didn't think about that because it was just like, okay, it's just a baseball. Yeah, yeah like baseball. I, it didn't it didn't like register to me because I didn't I didn't see any signatures or anything on it. So I just thought, okay, yeah, 
Well, you could tell by the I, I I saw I looked I was like, yeah, it looks a lot like Cisco's baseball. Mm. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Eh, interesting to say the least. So, but favorite part of the show, Worf's reveal. Worf's yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's hands down. You know, I mean don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean like you know the you know the reveal of Picard's son was good, but. The way they reveal the wharf, I mean, come on. It, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's, it's easy. a no-brainer. Easy, good. easy. It was, it was my favorite moment, too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing else. Like, the only thing next episode that could top it is if the Titan is in trouble, the Shrike is about to destroy it, and the, and the Enterprise F shows up and just takes it out. And, like, and, Jordy's, and Jordy's the captain. And Jordy's the captain. Yeah. You, know? well, you never know. Maybe that's what they got planned. Maybe. Yeah, hey, we're, maybe we're blowing the spot. I don't know. The, it comes out tomorrow. So, it, oh, we, yeah, it's crazy. If we if it's we blow the spot, crazy that tomorrow's going to be Thursday. Yeah, right. Yeah, this week it's just like the first like three days of this week have just gone by. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. It's just yeah, it's, but you know, it's uh, I mean, because he's a Commodore now. I think if I remember that Commodore LaForge, Commodore LaForge. Uh, so that would be cool because he could basically take any ship he wants in the fleet. So. Yeah. All right, let's grab the Enterprise F. Let's go save Captain Picard and the yeah, Titan A. Let's go save Captain Picard's bacon, and uh, yeah. I don't want the new old Constitution class to get blown up because we need that for Frontier Day. <laughs> we need it for Frontier Day, yeah. So, uh, hey, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of fun stuff that, that's happening still that we can go forward with it. So, uh, okay, I think that's about it. I don't have anything else. Uh, I got nothing we, else, too, bro. Well, we got we to do Trek Wreck. Trek Wreck, and I think it's, it's your my turning. turn. It's your turn. So let's let's uh let's play our Trek wreck music right here. My Trek Wreck of the Week is, uh, I'm going to say, I, I, I liked that's the uh, Screen Junkies where they did the Easter eggs for Episode mm. 1 of Picard and Episode 2 of Picard, where they basically, where he went through everything and he showed you all the Easter eggs and he kind of maybe said some things that would maybe would help bolster the episode a little bit. So, mm. guys, check that out. Epi- uh, Screen Junkies where he did episodes one and two of Star Trek uh, Picard. So that's, and plus two, he has a cute little dog along with it, which I love little white dogs. So yeah, there you go. Um, So, I mean, dogs are the, like, if you come in my office, I have a calendar from like three years ago, but it's full of German shepherds. So they're like, Oh, you need, I was like, why do I need a new calendar? It's German shepherds. They're badass and cool. And I like dogs. So uh, yeah. uh, my buddy, he's got a, uh, he had a shepherd. He had to put the shepherd down because mm-hmm. they have limited lifespan. But um, mm-hmm. he got a, uh, he got what supposedly thought would be another shepherd. Come to find out it's a Malinois shepherd mix. But I think oh. she's a Malinois. She is so much energy, but she's the most oh, yeah. loving dog on the face of the earth. So. Malinois are great dogs. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, to me, I, I would have, I would love to have a Malinois. Right mm. now, I do have the time to train it, but the winter time is just crazy. And yeah, the hair. 
mm. the shedding, you know. So that's I like to me when it comes to dogs, you know, welcome, welcome, welcome to dog talk. Um, yeah, I love um, small dogs, small dogs that don't shed. So, like, you know, the Sanjis don't don't shed and they're kind of cool because they can yodel. My sister, my sister has a you're gonna laugh, she has a teacup, uh, Maltese poodle. Mm. And the dog's name is Ruger, named after the gun. Mm. And that dog, I swear, she is. She thinks she thinks she's a hundred pound shepherd. She will come at you. She will play with you. You can roughhouse the shit out of her. I've roughhouse the crap out of her a lot. And she just looks at me. She wags her tail, licks my face, and she wants more. So I mean, you know. So and and plus two, low maintenance too. You know, so, but you never know. Maybe Triple D might get a dog. So we'll Ooh, see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? I mean, you know, girlfriend's here. She's got, you know, she's got the little four-year-old kid. So I figure, why not? You know, get a dog. Sure, go for it. Yeah. So my sister goes, yeah, Basenji is one. So I mean, I always, I, I love huskies. Like I always want to. I always want a like an all white husky with blue eyes that's the dog i wanted oh man but the issue with huskies is it's just shedding oh it well wow. and they you need a lot of energy. Need yeah a lot of yeah you so. gotta you gotta be all over huskies Brittany has her mom and dad have to have two huskies and like they had to get the second husky to call them the first one now but wow, yeah like it's and i mean i noticed that too like with our beagle jacar same thing because they would he would just go all over the place. When we got Jarvis, our second one, he seemed to calm down a good bit too. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like Huskies are great, but yeah, they shed like a mofo. They shed like and mofo. and uh, <laughs> boy, if you don't keep them entertained, they they'll destroy everything. They'll destroy your yard, your house. Yeah. And they'll get out. They find ways to get out and just oh lord. And they kill things too. Yeah. They love to kill things. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had, a, so yeah, so that's, so I'm probably going to like <laughs> maybe do like a smaller dog because <laughs> they live, they live longer and they're low maintenance. So it depends yeah. on your, how you treat your dog too, though. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like my boys are mostly inside dogs, but they go out to potty and, you know, they'll spend some time outside. But mm-hmm. um, for the most part, they're, you know, inside outside dog, but, you know, they're fine. You know, Jakar's yeah. nine, Jarvis is um six. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, and they, they're doing good. I, I think it's just more of the care and maintenance of the dog yeah. and how you treat it. Like if I had another dog, if I got a German Shepherd or a lab or something like that, or a Mountain Law or whatever, I'd prop they'd still be an inside outside dog. They'd spend most of their time inside, I'd let them out to yeah, run around and do whatever. Here, yeah. you know? I'd have the dog inside because Texas, it's Texas is tough because they could get into something. It could be a rattlesnake, it could be something poisonous there, you know. So yeah. Yeah. here, I mean, I mean, here it's a little different, like where I am, because I, I do have a big I do have I do have a big backyard, I do have a big field, but the only issue mm-hmm. is it's not I it only a small part of it's fenced in mm-hmm. and the rest of it's open. So they could go and they could, you know, get into some real trouble. So, you know, that's but you know, we'll see. You never know. Maybe you know if I do get a puppy, I'm going to show him or her here on the uh, Academy Star Trek podcast. So yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, forty years ago today, 
is the last episode of Match. Oh, really? Yeah. 40 years. Wow. Can you believe that show was 40 years ago? That's crazy. I mean, well, maybe not. Maybe not. That doesn't sound right. No, no, because no, because it, it was in the 80s. Was it in the 80s? When yeah. Did, it when, when what, year, what year did the Chicago Bears win the Super Bowl? Uh, 85? 85, yeah. 85, yeah. Oh, final episode, February 28th, 1983. 1983. So, so yesterday, yesterday, yesterday was 40 years. 40 years ago. The show, I mean, MASH, MASH had an 11 year run. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that, that's so weird now to say that 83 was 40 years ago. I know. But, like, I'm 44. I'm 40, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. So that means I was nice. like, Three years old when that happened, yeah. but you know, I, I mean, was a baby. Eleven seasons. Think about that. Right. And those—that's when the episodes were like, when seasons were like 20, 24 episodes a season. Twenty-four episodes yeah, a season. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And uh, good lord, that was just you that's know. A lot. So I mean, I just actually, actually, this is the last season for the blacklist, mm. and the blacklist has been on for ten years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm like they 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 did like um they did a flashback back to back to season one where they had Elizabeth and Rad they met Wujin and you look and you look at them and you look at the house like so dated mm. 2012 was like 11 years ago and you look at it, it's so dated man it's crazy to think like that mm-hmm. how much things have changed it's nuts good lord man it's just crazy and. You know, and how about James Spader being a part of two great, you know, two great series, Boston Legal and and The Blacklist. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for an actor like him, and I think I think after The Blacklist, I I don't I don't think he's going to do a lot of acting after that because you think he's very picky about what he does. Mm. You know, so I you know what I think you know. I, I think he would do well on. I think he'd be a great Star Trek actor, personally. Mm. You know, I think you. Oh yeah, he'd be great. Either 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 him being a captain or or him being a villain. You know that's yeah. I mean, he's always cast as the villain. I mean, he was. I mean, I said before. I've said before on this podcast, his portrayal, his voice portrayal of Ultron in the Avengers, it just sends shivers down my spine. Mm. That that voice, the way he did it, everything. I mean, it was just bang on, bang on. To, mm. to me, I, I uh, to me, he's one of the best actors in, in 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 Hollywood. There's nobody better, you know. So right, yeah. No, I I don't disagree with you. I, it, no no flaw sounded in that argument. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't I can't I can't say anything else to that because that yeah. was eloquently put, and then and there's no. <laughs> it would just and, be repeat, it would just be repeating everything you yeah. said. So. And John, and guess what? And I better shut up because you gotta get back to work, buddy. So we so we gotta yeah. End. I've got so a meeting gotta, in about an hour, or so yeah. okay. So, so we gotta end this. We so do listen, this. So listen, guys. You know, follow us, Academy HMG, uh, Twitter, Facebook. You know, come check us out if you want to send us an email, academyhmg at yahoo.com Let us know how we're doing. Tell us we suck. Tell us you know. What your favorite Star Trek episode is? What you like about Star Trek? What you don't like about Star Trek? What you what you don't like about Dimitri's hat because it's got like different colored ping golf balls in it? Let me let us know what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, you know. So 
also, too, you know, guys, you know, all kidding aside, what John does for a living is serious. You know, he does, he helps out a lot of people in need. So this is me telling you guys, if you guys have a problem, if you guys are dealing with anything, suicide, suicide, if you think about committing suicide, if you're having issues, contact this man. John, how can they contact you to to basically tell you about the problems that they're having so that so that they can get help? So if you need help with any kind of mental health or anything along those lines, uh, you can always email me, john at freedomhousepc.org. You can find out what you're dealing with and how we can best get resources for you. Um, it's important. Your, your mental health is important. You being here is important. We want you to be here. We want you to be a part of, of life and a part of the mm-hmm. show, but really a part of life that you are loved. There are things about you. Know, we want you to be here. So you're important. You matter. And, and so we want to, we want to make sure you're here. So if you want to and need help, reach out. That's what we do. I've needed help before and I've reached out. I've gone to counseling. I've done the things I've needed to do. You can do it too. You can just reach out and we're going to be glad to help. Uh, I did want to give a quick shout out to Tracy Montgomery. Uh, Tracy lives, he lives here. Uh, he works for the Weatherford ISD in their IT department. Uh, he, I, I think I showed you the blue coaster that he 3D printed that he gave me. Uh, yeah. He's a good dude. And he actually came by work the other day just to say, hey, and he missed when we were on our hiatus for a little bit, he missed the show. And so, uh, you know, just wanted to shout out to him for being a good listener. And, uh, you know, hey, if you ever want to come on the show, I told him if you ever come on the show, just Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we love also to have too, you and just also too, have a good time. Email us, email us, and let us know what guests you want to come on. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got a couple guys I'm, that I'm trying to work on. So we'll see. You never know. Maybe we might have Vince Russo here. You we might know. have the great Tony Schiavone here. We'll see. I mean, I'd love to have Tony. Even if Tony comes down for 15 or 20 minutes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, so, and, you know, we've had guests on here before. We've had mm-hmm. big names here before. Also, yeah. too, want to throw a shout out to uh, the Admiral, Stevie Richards. Get yes. well soon, brother. We love you. And it absolutely pains me to see you the way you are right now. Mm. I am praying for you. I am praying for everyone else in that hospital needs help. Yeah. Stevie, we love you. We hope to see you back soon, healthy, doing workout videos and talking about that. I'm saying that and my yeah. eyes are literally watering up as I know. Because yeah, I mean, like if you have just, it, he's, just you, so, he's such a great guy. He's helped he me. He's helped me in my life, mm-hmm. you know, and he got me out of a toxic relationship by just mm. giving me just sound advice. And I thank him for that. You know, yeah. that's one thing that, you know, for and to see him like that, it just, it just, it just, yeah. it just crushes me. It crushes. It's me. hard. It, if you yeah. haven't, if you haven't seen his Instagram post or kept up with him, or you haven't joined the Hami Media Group uh, discussion channel, which why you haven't done that, I don't know. It's great, but he posted a video this week. He has a pick line uh, put in to help antibodies go into his his system faster. Um, anti whatever antibiotic. I don't know the medicine. He to have medicine go in. They're trying to get that figured out, but. You know, in true Stevie fashion, he said, thank you for his prayers, you know, but he wants you to pray for people in the hospital that doesn't have people. That's why Triple D mentioned that, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't heard, that's the latest. But go follow him on Instagram or go go join us on the Hami Media Group. He'll post there and you can see his updates Mm -hmm. and know. uh, But as he said, he still they still don't 100 percent know what's going on. Um, But he's 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 a fighter we know this we know yeah. he's gonna get better uh christy's there with him she's helping take care of him he's you know like he said he's blessed that she's there and had friends and family come by but 
in truth. Just if you don't know the man, the man goes, look, pray for praying for me is great, but pray for the people here who don't yeah. have anybody so that they can go home and be with their families. I mean, he's if, a good if, man. if that doesn't tell you anything you need to know about Stevie Richards, that should tell you everything you need to know about the man. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's the, he's the real, let me tell you something. He's the real yeah. champion. Yeah. Inside and outside the ring. Let's just yeah. say that. He really is. He is. He's the man. He's, he's, he's a sweetheart of a man. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, I think that's, I think that's everything we need to discuss. Today. Yeah. I, th- I think so too, John. Yeah. I think so, so too. So guys, our fans, our haters, aliens of all races, and doesn't matter who you love, what you love. Come on back next week. Star Trek Academy podcast. We'll be discussing Picard, uh, Season 3, Episode 3, because it's dropping tomorrow on Paramount+. Plus. So we'll be discussing that, plus we'll be discussing the news and whatever musings that we have on our minds, along with our Trek Rex. So to everyone out there, same, same Star Trek time, same Star Trek channel. Live long and prosper, everybody. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. Scissor me, daddy! Yeah. Scissor me, daddy! <laughs>